If you love talking about cats, but your friends and family are kind of over it, this is the podcast for you. Join your hosts, Danielle Stray-Wooley and Elizabeth calico Gearhart on the Jersey Podcasts, where everyday cat lovers share funny stories, challenging situations, and ask their questions about cats. All right, let's get right into this episode. Hi, everybody. I'm Danielle Woolley. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. And we are the Jersey, the Jersey Podcast. Podcasts. So today we have a really cool guest. I know I feel like I say that all the time, but it's true. We get the coolest people reaching out to us because all people who love cats are cool, in case you didn't know. And today we have with us Sylvie Sterling. Welcome, Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right into my first question, which is, why do you love cats? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That I'm is right in there. <laughs> wow. What I love about them is they are independent. They are who they are. They do not pretend to be anybody they're not. Um, they're independent. They know what they want. They will show you exactly what they want. And they're beautiful. They're mysterious. They're magical. Um, just everything we cat lovers love about cats, right? Exactly. And I know I'm waiting for Elizabeth to jump in because she's all about cats being magical and thinking that they sense things and so I'd be curious to see, what do you feel about when cats are like around? Like, what are they up to? What are they sensing? How are they helping us? So they, they are quite magical. They are very much in tune with nature, with their nature, with the universe, with everything. And they are so much in tune with us. They know exactly what we feel, how we feel. They know how we feel before we know it. And they will let us know when we are not in tune. They will let us know when we're not happy, when we are stressed out. They will let us know. So they're just very, very much in tune with us. Well, Sylvie, I brought up something at the end of our last podcast session. And I think you're the right person to ask this. Isn't it funny how these all line up perfectly? I (laughs) mean, we we didn't even plan it. They just line up perfectly. They just line up. So I had seen something online about cats that they hang out around us because it makes them feel safe. But I kind of feel like they're guarding us sometimes. Like I feel like my cats, there's like somebody has to take care of me every night because (laughs) they make sure one of them's there on my bed. Absolutely. Well, they have different jobs with us. They have different purposes with us. Some cats are actually our guardians. Some are guardian are guarding our energy. Some are, are around us for protection, for comfort, for love. And they see it's so interesting because some people say cats have no purpose, right? But they are with us with a specific task. And they will um they see it as a team effort. They don't see that we are their guardians and we're protecting them and feeding them. They see us as an actual team. They see it as a mutual relationship. They give us back. They guard they look out for us. And they give us so much back. So they don't see it as cat and owner or like dog and owner. They see this as a mutual relationship and they look out for us as much as we look out for them. So in your personal and professional opinion, I'm going to say this as I'm looking at my husband. So if I find that all of my cats are not fulfilling all of those qualities, so if someone's lacking and protecting me, that means I can get another cat, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that specific thing is unfulfilled, then yes, you need to get another cat. 
You guys heard it here. I have permission to get another one. You, you need a cat that you can pick up and snuggle. Damn. Yeah, well, I've shared that Loki, I can pick him up, but like the second you sit down, he takes off and it's only for like maybe a minute or two. Okay. Um, I don't have any lap cats is what Liz is getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to need a lap cat. I absolutely. My my cat supporter, the my, my Lenny, who was with me for 17 years, he was always with me. He was almost like a dog. He was almost always around mm-hmm. me. And I missed that. He passed away a year and a half ago. And I missed that. And I have two beautiful, wonderful cats in my life now. But they are different. They are very different. They have specific, they're, they're different. They're beautiful. I love them. But I miss that cuddling part, right? So I told my husband, I'm going to have to get another cat. And he said, what? <laughs> but well, it is what it is. And the cat will find you. Perfect so, cat will find you. Yeah, I think so. I, I do want to dig into something that you had listed as an interest of yours. Is it okay, Danielle, if we go yeah, to archetypes right now? Because you said there are different cat archetypes. I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I have spoken to, I'm an animal communicator, right? And I have spoken to literally thousands of cats in the last few years. And there was just this overarching theme that cats have a purpose with us. And we know that dog lovers say cats have no purpose, right? They just eat and sleep. They don't even like their people. That's a stereotype of cats, but it's not true. They do something for us and most people don't know. So I said, I have to write about this. I have to put this out there because the cats always know what they do for us the cats always know their life purpose um it's different from we humans some humans we spend half our lives trying to find our purpose right the cats know yeah we were saying i think it was last episode that we're still trying to figure out what we want to do when we grow up so (laughs) but it sounds like cats just know (laughs) and the cats know so i kind of clustered together to get to the 10 cat archetypes i kind of i found there's so many correlations and i kind of put it i clustered them together in these 10 archetypes um the lover and the muse and the mirror and the teacher and the protector and and several more and i found that every cat fits in one or two of these categories and i want to share it with the world so um, yeah i mean what is yeah what is the biggest thing that you found through all that so it's cool that you came up with it sounds like you said 10 right different archetypes Mm -hmm. and it sounds like it's like some other things where people fit into more than one thing. Cats can fit into more than one archetype. Yes. What do you find is the most common? And then what do you find is the most surprising one that you've come across? Mm-hmm. The most common one, I would say, is not surprising, you know, the lover and the supporter. These are very, very common. The lover is the one they just ooze love out of every pore and they just there to love. And that's their whole purpose. And it's beautiful. But um, the supporters are the ones that kind of... They, they comfort us when we're down, they're with us. They are the ones that sit on our lap when we don't feel well. So those are, I would say, the most common ones, the support and the lover. The most surprising is, and the rarest, actually, the protector. There are some cats that are really like mm-hmm. guard dogs. They will protect their human. They will squeeze when a visitor comes over. They will hiss at the visitor. They will squeeze between their person and the visitor on the couch when the person mm-hmm. tries to make a move. These are the ones where the, you know, new relationships or something, they make it hard because they are wary of the new guy in their life and they will chase the person out. So there are fierce protectors and um, they're rare, but they are actually like guard dogs. Yeah. So it sounds like all of the archetypes you mentioned is for cats to take care of humans. Yes. What do you feel Mm -hmm. then is what cats need? Like what do cats need from humans? What do cats need to be happy? 
<laughs> Funny you should ask it. You know what their what their number one wish is? Their, their number one need for the cats, and that might surprise you. They need us to be happy. Mm. Number one wish. I had so many clients I worked with. I mean, people usually come to me with their cat problems. They say, my cat's restless, my cat meows, my cat, I know, puts their business outside the litter box, my cats fight all the time, my cat is not happy. And please help me understand what my cat needs to be happy. And then I talk to the cat, and the cat says, it's my human who's not happy. I'm fine. My mm. human is not happy. Please tell my human uh, to allow themselves to be happier. So, so then do you feel... The secret to a happy cat is a ha- to be happy yourself. Wow. Okay. Do you feel that like they're just like going off of that energy? Because I talked about this like sometime last year about how my cat Thor was having a rough time. I actually reached out to an animal communicator mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just stressed, but because I think they were feeding off of I was sick. I had something going on with me that I didn't know about initially. And then I was stressed. And I think it my stress was making him stressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like a cycle. And then I was stressed because he was stressed and taking him to the vet and all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do take on our stress. They do reflect, mirror our stress. Um, the key is to not take it, to, to not get more stressed out about it. That's not what they want. But they just want us to become aware of our stress because we humans, we function from here a lot, right? We're in our heads. We say, oh, just these two more emails that I need to write. Just this one more Me. thing I need to do. Me. Just, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it and actually happened last knows. night. Yeah, it happened last night where they were just jumping all over the place. And I was trying to work on something for work. Um, and it was a little late, but I was like, you know, I just want to get this done. And I couldn't log into the thing I needed. And I was like, all right, I guess that's my sign to close the computer, you know? And they knew. They were like, come on. And at first, I'm like, oh, they want dinner. And I went downstairs and they already had food. So I'm like, it's not that. They were just telling me to chill out. Absolutely. Because they they notice it before we do when we're too stressed out. And a lot of times, that's the whole secret. People say, my cat bothers me when I work. And my cat walks over the laptop. My, you know, my cat shuts down my computer. They just want us to take a break sometimes. They know we have important stuff to do. They understand that, that our lives are more difficult than theirs. They understand that. But they just want us to take a break sometimes. Take a break. And I, when your cat does it, get up, drink a cup of coffee or go take a breathe, you know, go breathe outside for three minutes or something. Just take a break. So you mentioned your cat that you had, um, you know, your love that took mm-hmm. care of you who's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about the two cats you have now. Like, how do you guys bond with each other? Is there anything like super specific or funny that each of their characteristics are like? Hmm. Well, my I have Leon and Sheila are my cats right now. They're two years old and they came under very mysterious circumstances. But um, so basically my cat, Lisa, she's the one here, my picture. Uh, she passed away. And I also speak to animals on the other side, right? So mm-hmm. she kind of pointed me to that kitten that I needed to adopt. Anyway, from the other side, she kept. I kept seeing that kitten I need to adopt her. So that's how Leon and Sheila came to me. They were sent. And Sheila is my mirror. She will reflect anything back to me. She has trust issues. She In the first half year, I could not touch her. I could touch her, but I couldn't pick her up or anything. Mm -hmm. She shows me trust issues. And I said, oh, my God, where do I not trust people? Where do I not trust life to support me, right? She, uh, She taught me patience. And when she is kind of giddy now and, and doesn't want to be touched or is really, you know, running around like a 
crazy uh, cat, I know that I have to look into myself and say, oh my God, where am I restless right now? You know, where do I not want to be touched or bothered right now? So she's my mirror. And I learned patience and trust with her. And Leon is my joy bringer. He is just pure. He oozes joy and love out of every pore. He's two years old. He still looks like a kitten. Um, just from the facial expressions, he still looks like a really young boy. And he just brings joy and love into my life. So it's very simple. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Max is maybe my mirror a little bit because... Um, he's on this medication and he's a little heavy from it and I'm on medication and he, um, I don't know, he's just, he's kind of silly um, and he's trying to get along with the other cats, but they don't really like him that much. And so, but not that I have trouble getting along with people, but I think he's kind of showing me what's going on in the house and he's like, see how these other cats are and all this other stuff. So uh, he's a very interesting cat. He, I don't know if you know Max's story, but he was scratching his fur off of himself and I had to put him on medication and it took a long time to get him well and to figure out the right medication and everything. We finally put him on human allergy pills. Um, and then I did just take him to the vet. This is kind of a max update now. And to see if the steroid that he's on, cause we had increased a little this summer was affecting his organ uh, function, but he's fine. The blood work came Good. back fine. So yeah, I'm really happy about that because he scratches too much otherwise, but He's kind of a happy-go-lucky, fun little guy, and he he just likes to be around us, and he likes to. He's really soft, and he likes to brush against us and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So he's a fun little. He's two. He's a year old now, but uh, he's getting pretty big. So yeah, he's a fun cat. He's a little bit of a mirror. The other two, Lily is. I don't know. She's she'll always be wild. She she doesn't really like to be held or anything, but she likes to come up and be pet. Um. I think she's just there for beauty. Like she's such a beautiful cat. She's your muse. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kushi is my sweetheart lover. So he's, he's 12 and he's getting more loving as he gets older, which is really interesting. That's Danielle. Loki. Yeah. That's Loki. Loki in the beginning, he just was like crazy, always wants to play. He caused trouble around the house, probably because we named him Loki. So he's like, all right, I'll live up to the name. No problem. <laughs> Um, but now I think because he has the other cats to kind of roughhouse with and because I'm home more, he's turning into a lovey. So like, yes, I don't have a lap cat, but like he'll snuggle on our legs. He'll come sit here next to me. He'll talk to us. He's a very good communicator. Curious okay. what he would fit into. Yes. Oh, so uh, Max is your teacher. Just to go back to Max real quick. He's your mirror, okay. but he's also your teacher. He's teaching you um, to learn about these things. Sometimes when we get mm -hmm. a sick cat, it makes us, because you're a cat person, right? And you're putting information out there. He's teaching you. Yeah, um, he about is. About all that stuff. He so, is. He's, yeah. It's and that's so, true because we already had someone yeah. reach out to us saying, I'm having an issue with my cat scratching unexplainably. Can yeah. you help? Do you have ideas, yeah. even though so, we refer everybody to the veterinarian, we do share what's yeah. worked for us in the past. Yeah. And we always advise them to go to the vet. And like I said, the vet had to do the blood test. I think you're right. So you are, that's a hundred percent. He is the teacher because I have learned so much in the year that I've had this cat. And he's the reason we started this podcast too, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we were mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to get help for him. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious, like with Danielle, she has Tony, she has Loki and Tony, Mm -hmm. and, and and Thor and Derek and we have outside streets too so with Tony and Derek they're both De Derek we call our lovey but I can't pick him up 
He immediately starts flailing everywhere, kicks off and runs. Mm -hmm. But if he comes to us, he he gets us to go to bed at night. He has a spot on the bed. He likes to snuggle. He, you know, really vibrates when he's purring. Mm -hmm. um, Tony also very sweet, but very standoffish. I, I think tying back to their experiences when I was fostering them, because I they were my first fosters. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> and they did not love the fact that they had to go to adoption day every weekend and put in a crate. So I think it's tied to that. Um, but as far as like playing Tony, if you let him, he would play for 20 hours a day and mm -hmm. with like the most random things, not even real toys. He just loves to play. Um, and then Loki is very good at communicating. Like I said, Thor is more so, um, he's very, um, I don't want to use the word aggressive, but he's food aggressive where if he wants food and can't find it, he'll go around and sniff all the other cats mouths to make sure they don't have food <laughs> and like kind of hiss and push everybody out of the way until he gets it. Um, but then he's off doing his thing. And when he's happy, he's obscenely happy, like rolling on his mm. back, feet kicking up like a bunny, adorable. But when mm. he's not happy, he's like miserable and mean and swatting on everybody. He kind of seems like the 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 gray eminence in your house, kind of the older, wiser, wise man. Um, that's maybe. Kind of... Yeah, he is the oldest and he's the one yeah, I adopted the oldest from the rescue. The, the, the like Gandalf the gray, basically, <laughs> in your house. Um, so he kind of wants his peace and quiet. He wants things his way. He is a teacher and a muse somewhat. And he kind of works through his presence, whatever that means to you. That makes sense. Yeah. Derek sounds like he's an energy worker. He is very much, um, he doesn't like to be touched because he's very sensitive. He's got heightened senses. He's got heightened a heightened sense of touch so when you touch him and he's kind of he catches he's an empath he catches everybody's energies and when there's a lot of energies around he will get overloaded his system physically oh gets, yeah and then he gives you love you touch him, and it's like an electrical charge yeah. to him so he runs away yeah or even when he's sitting though when he wants to be pet he mm -hmm. like bites you and pulls your hand mm -hmm. to him to be pet mm -hmm. but when he's done mm -hmm. he's like okay stop <laughs> So he's wonderful. He's your energy worker. He that's will like me. You all right, get away from me. I'm done. People negative now. energies into positive energies, and that's why he sits sometimes, seemingly not doing anything, but he's working. He's he's like a power plant. He's working in the background for you. And when he sits with you, he sends you good energies. He sends you healing energies. So he's wonderful. And uh, what was the other your joy bringer? The one that plays all the time. He kind that of would sounds be like a joy bringer. Tony Baloney. Mm -hmm. Tony. I think he does something else too, but he's kind of, he's a joy bringer. And they're wonderful because they just cheer us up. They're always, they're beautiful. They're wonderful. They're cute. They cheer us up and they're very important to have around. Be happy, remember. So he helps you with the happiness. For um, sure. Yeah. That's well, cool. yeah, it does sound like they all have their role to play. So I did, I will always miss checkers. She's the one in the general's uniform behind me. She, mm -hmm. I had, she died a year and a half ago mm -hmm. as well as you. It's, and she could actually talk to somebody in the house that we couldn't see. She would, she was a talker calico. She would carry on a conversation mm -hmm. and she was the greatest cat. She would come up on the back of the sofa and rub her head against my husband's bald spot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> purring the whole time. She was really sweet. So she, she was a fierce protector and, a lot of other things, I think. So can they, they can have more than one role, right? Yes, they can. Absolutely. They, I, I find most cats have kind of one predominant archetype, 
but they can, some cats are kind of jack of all trades and they actually have two or three or four roles with this. But most cats, I would say, have one predominant one and maybe a second and a third one. Yeah. Now, cats obviously are very, very healing, um, especially like on the soul level. And I know that's something that you talk about and also that, you know, through the work that you do of being a cat behaviorist, you believe that cats really help people on their own soul journey. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Is that what your book is about? Yes, that's what my book is about. It's about cats really coming into our lives to help us on our soul's journey, with our spiritual awakening, with our whatever it is that we do in the life. And they help us find and follow our purpose. And they do that by being themselves, basically. The lovers help us if we need help in the love department. The joy bringers help us to bring more joy into our lives. The healers help us to heal our issues um, physically or emotionally. Or they help if, when I have a lot of people who are healers and they have a healer cat. They help them with their energy healings and with their, their work. So we always have the right cat in our life for at, at the right point in time. And they absolutely help us find and follow and pursue our purpose. I agree a hundred percent. And how do people, if people want to book a session with you so that you can interpret for their cat for them, how do they find you to do that? So my website is sylviesterling.com, S-Y-L-V-I-E, sterling.com. Um, you can you can um, look into my book, Your Cat is Your Guide. My class is called Your Cat is Your Guide. And it's all about finding the connection with your cat and with yourself and finding your purpose. Um, you can book your personal session there under sylviesterling.com slash shop. And you can find the booklet, The Ten Cat Archetypes. So that would be a good, that's a free gift. Um, it's under, uh, under free gift. Just click on it, download it. It's for free. And that's a good place to start. Nice. That's really cool. I actually feel more relaxed just sitting here and having this conversation with you. <laughs> Max can actually the have the entire cat collective sitting in with us. They they're yeah. <laughs> brought him in beforehand and they're kind of chilling and purring around us. I love it. So something I like to ask all guests um, is what is something that you're like really excited about? It could be personal. It could be business. It could be about cats, whatever. But what's something that you're really excited about that you want to share with the world? Well, I'm really, I'm so excited about so many things. I just moved to the States from Europe. So I'm excited to just be here. But Wonderful. Um, what area do you live in? Sorry? What area are you in? I live in a suburb of St. Louis. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's really good to be here. And I just started a weekly coaching call. A lot of people come to me, they say they want to have a personal session, but the number of personal sessions I can give is limited. And some people say they can't afford it. So I just started a weekly coaching call for very, very little amount of money. Everybody can afford that. It's every Thursday. You can find it also on my website. Um, and now I have this group of people every week that... We sit together and they ask their questions and everybody benefits and they get healings and everybody learns from each other. It's a really great group experience. Takes about two hours. And I invite everybody who wants to check, you know, who wants to get to know me, come on the weekly coaching call and um, get your cat questions answered. Well, Excellent. thank you. Yeah, that sounds really special. And we'll yeah. go ahead and link all that on our website as well as in the show notes too. 
And thank you again so much for being on, Sylvie. I really love what you're doing with connecting cats and spiritual stuff and all the archetypes. And I'm really interested in learning more. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Um, Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Ah, thank you. And then thanks, everybody, for listening. You know where to find us. We're at thejerseypodcats.com. We invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as download our episodes and subscribe and rate them, please, from your favorite podcast player. Look for our community group on Facebook, the Jersey Podcasts community, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Give this podcast a rating so other cat lovers can find it. Connect with the Jersey Podcasts on social media or visit thejerseypodcats.com and leave a message sharing a story or question about cats. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode.